Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron mindset when you stepped in the batter's box go yard i'm in i'm a pitcher why not stay as hard as i can i got nothing to lose it's nothing to bit man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle instead of saying why me they're saying this is what he want me to do and uh cleveland this is for you the way we approach the game the same way we approach life you do the right thing you make the right play you make the right play and in life it's the same thing what do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me, our Bell and Brown Hour Super Bowl 55 preview show. Of course, with me, your host, Jelani Brown, and my co-host, Thaddeus Bell. This episode, of course, we previewed all things Super Bowl. Um, first, we talked about the NFL a little bit and how we even got to this point. Did we even think we were going to make it to this point to get to the last two teams of the season to have this Super Bowl 55? Um, we talked about which would be the biggest story running back with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs or the second act with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Also talked a little bit about the home field advantage factor and if it will favor one side or the other. Of course, the Bucks are the first team in NFL history to get to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, but are considered the away team. So we thought that was pretty interesting. We also hit on whether we thought it would be an offensive battle or a defensive showdown and talked about some of our x-factors and game predictions and then we had a little bit of fun at the end with some super bowl betting props so definitely a loaded show definitely had a lot of fun recording this hope you guys enjoy it as well and hope everyone has a great super bowl sunday thank you for listening in going on what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of what the game means to me i am one half of what th- makes this thing run jelani brown your co-host got that uh bell of course with me again today how you doing today sir what's good man uh last nfl friday of the season gonna be a long off season but looking forward to talking some ball about the big game and etc yes sir yes sir like you just said super bowl eve or a day away from super bowl eve Finally here, we made it through a season I didn't even really think we'd fully get through, honestly. Um, but we are down to the final two teams. And, uh, you know, before we even get into the big game and everything, I um, just want to kind of give initial thoughts on the NFL season as a whole. And then if you thought these two teams would be the final two that you uh, would see uh, matching up in Super Bowl 55. 
Uh, first to start off, uh, I feel like shout out to the NFL, Roger Goodell and everybody for getting through the season. You know, we had some postponements, but we didn't have any cancellations, which is which is great. Uh, I didn't expect the NFL season to go all the way through without a bubble, but they did it. And to talk about the two teams in the playing in the big game, of course, for me, uh, my preseason prediction, I had the Chiefs going on the mm-hmm. AFC side. On the NFC side, I, I'm not 100% sure on who I had going, but I know for sure it wasn't the uh, Pats. And I know we're going to talk about that later, but this is just uh, – he he surprised us all. Tom Brady surprised us all. I know he had some help, but mm-hmm. nobody expected the Bucs in his first season in Tampa to be in the Super Bowl. And then for him to be the first quarterback, to be the first team to play in their home stadium in the Super Bowl, it just all fits, you know, the story of Tom Brady and stuff. It's just all meant to be. Yeah. Story I, I get tired of hearing now, but you know it's what it, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, pretty much like you just said, uh, shout out to I guess Roger Goodell and somehow whoever whoever's over the scheduling of you know the NFL being able to shift around games so much. I think this was the first year that there was a game played on every single day of the week. Um, so I guess a little bit of history, I guess unwanted history, but yeah, uh, wasn't expecting to get you know through the whole season at all, especially the way they started out. Um, you know, there was a bunch of different teams that was riddled by COVID. Um, the ones just off the top of my head, I know uh, the Patriots and the Ravens were the two most teams I, I saw being affected by uh, COVID. But yeah, um, down to the final two teams, I did have the Chiefs as well. Um, the, the Seahawks disappointed me. I know they were my, um, my NFC pick. Uh, and I think I had the game being pretty close as well. But like you just said, wasn't really expecting uh, Tom to do what he did um, with the Bucks in their first year. I thought maybe it would take another year and they would uh, probably get there, especially if they, you know, I guess brought everybody back and was healthy as well. I thought it, the whole team was just a year away. But like you just said, um, kind of goes into the storyline of greatness that we keep hearing about from Tom Brady that we've heard about since, you know, we were yay high 20 by 20 years or whatever the case may be. So it's uh, I guess it's cool to see both these uh, quarterbacks and both these teams back uh back in the big game, and then uh, it's gonna be I guess a a baby goat versus a old goat matchup. Um, so of course, like I said, games on Sunday got our final two teams. Um, we'll go into you know pretty much how we think this game is gonna go, any predictions we may have, um, anything you think you know one team has to do in order to uh come away with the victory. So I'll let you go first, Dad. Uh, for me. I'm gonna. I. It's a little. I'm not. I'm not completely confident in my pick, but I feel like it's gonna be the Chiefs 38-34 in a shootout. But then my heart also tells me, and from what I know about football and Steve Spagnola stuff like that, um, I know the Bucks are gonna make adjustments. Steve Spagnola has Brady's number for the most part. Mm-hmm. They've matched up, so I could also see it being like a 23-20 game coming down to last second field goal. But, uh, you know, I got the Chiefs winning the game. Uh, a lot of things is key. You know, the Chiefs are missing both their tackles. Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett uh, wreaked havoc in the backfield with Aaron Rodgers. So that'll be key. Um, it's going to be big. Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey, is he going to chip out when he goes out? Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards and Larry and Le'Veon, are they going to chip the ends when they go out for swing routes? Um, you know, those are the questions to be answered on the Chiefs side. You know, the offense is fine. As long as they keep uh, Mahomes upright, I see, I see them winning this game. But on the Bucks side, you know, uh, when they played back in November, it was a rough week for their secondary. Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the first mm-hmm. quarter, which, you know, no, that's not any DBs. No no DB wants to allow that to happen, especially to them. Exactly. But uh, 
it's going to be key for the uh, for Tampa Bay's linebackers to get a hand. Um, you know, all right, let me go back. Todd Bowles is going to take care of uh, Terry Kill. He's not going to be able to stop him, but he's going to contain him better than they did when they played in November. Exactly. So it's going to be up to Travis Kelsey and, you know, McCall Hardman and Sammy Watkins, who should be playing to step up. But for the Tampa linebackers, it's going to be key. Like Devin White and Levante David, they're going to have a tough task, you know, stopping Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And usually I wouldn't recommend putting linebackers on somebody like Travis Kelsey, but Levante David and Devin White are more the two athletic linebackers you have. Like That's the most athletic linebacker in court that I can pick up. So them, you know, bracketing him, putting hands on him, is the main thing for me, you know, not having him to have a free release, a comfortable release, getting to the mm-hmm. spot, you know, stuff like that. People don't see that. They, that doesn't show up in the stat book, but stuff like that matters, you know. Him throwing him off his route makes Mahomes have to hold the ball for a second longer, you know, just little stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. So for me, you know, um, those are the keys on both sides, protecting Mahomes, chipping the ends, and on the defensive side, uh, double-teaming Tariq, bracketing Tariq pretty much, and mm-hmm. taking away him and Kelsey and making Mahomes, you know, uses other options, which I feel like they'll show up because they always show up when it's needed, his other guys. But, you know, it's the Super Bowl. All the marbles are on the line. And I do see a couple defensive touchdowns, one on each side maybe, or at least one in the game. But, mm-hmm. you know, this game just – it could go either way. It could be a defensive shootout. I mean, a defensive battle. It could be a shootout. You never know. I could see it being like the Philly uh, Pats game in 2017. But, yeah. you know, we're in for a good one. I hope the Chiefs win for other reasons that I'm not going to talk about, but I got a lot on the Chiefs. I'm, I'm putting my faith in Patrick Mahomes, and I pray they come through. I feel like they will come through, and, you know, the dynasty will be started, and Mahomes will have his second title in three years as a starter, as a starter, not in his uh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all know what that uh, that means, but, you know, I, I'm with you on that as well. Um I probably don't have as much riding on the line as you do, but I'm uh, hoping the Chiefs pull it out for for, for those reasons and other reasons. Um, you know that are, I guess I would leave unnamed. I mean, as a Falcons fan, I think people can probably conclude why. Um, but anyway, yeah, I guess to kind of dive a little bit into it, um, I won't be too long because you pretty much hit on all the points I was going to say as well. Um, for Mahomes, they just got to keep him right, uh, you know, right up. He's able to extend plays on his own. You know, he's able to find the open man. He's able to direct traffic um, pretty well, even when plays are breaking down. Um, and the Bucks defense has been tenacious, um, honestly, to close out the season, but definitely in the playoffs. Um, they've wreaked havoc every f- single team that they've played. So um, that's definitely going to be a key, especially with, um, but yeah, both his tackles out, correct? Um, yep. So, and, you know, edge, edge rush, edge pressure, that's, you know, that's key. So hopefully, like I said, the, the guys um, on the Chiefs and they, you know, had time to practice, study film, um, you know, the, the correct calls and protections and uh, limit their mistakes, um, you know, as new starters. But like I said, with Patrick Mahomes' greatness, I think he can, um, you know, make up for any mishaps that may happen, um, you know, on the line. But keeping him upright definitely is, you know, the key. They keep him upright. They have, you know, the best shot to win pretty much every single game, like almost, you know, 99 to 100%. So, um yeah, what for the Bucks? Pretty much like you you already said it. Defensively, they cannot let Tyreek Hill go for two hundred in a quarter. They let that happen. I can see it. You know, maybe possibly being over pretty early. Um, even though even though in that game as well, they marched back and almost um was able to you know take the lead and win the game in the end. But can't let Tyreek go for you know 
over 200, which we'll get down, get uh, to the betting props at the end of the show. Um, Travis Kelsey's going to get his, he's going to find his spots, but on there's on the uh, defensive side for the Bucks, they got two, you know, pretty athletic and pretty, you know, just overall great linebackers that are great in coverage, great in run, um, great in creating pressure, all that. Um, so they do have a big matchup but on the other end. Travis Kelsey has to do with them as well. Um, but like you said, I think it could possibly be a shootout, but we're going to also, you know, kind of have a debate on whether it be an offensive battle or a defensive shootout or, you know, showdown. Um, but I think it's going to be close to, like you just said, that Pat's Philly game where we see, we can possibly see, you know, upwards of 40 points being scored in the game. Um, but I also got the Chiefs um, maybe by a field goal, probably come down to, you know, a last second drive or something like that uh, for one of these teams, um, just like it did or was about to in uh, week 12 when they matched up. Um, but I guess to move on, I want to talk about the, I guess the two storylines, mainly because of the two quarterbacks that you, you know, we have on the screen, um, Pat Mahomes, the, you know, up and coming, you know, superstar of the league. Some have already, you know, marked him as, you know, the, the best quarterback, the best NFL player to be playing um, in the, uh, you know, in the league. And of course the guy that's dominated the league for, you know, since ever since he stepped in um, about, you know, 20 plus years and, and still going strong. Um, so which do you think would be the better storyline for, you know, for a win, the running back uh, storyline for the Chiefs or, you know, the second act in Brady and him, um, you know, moving to Tampa Bay, um, being coached by Bruce Arians and um, hope, hopefully, I guess, trying to lead a, a, a team to their first Super Bowl in, uh, I guess, 19 years now. Um, Mahomes is my guy. He's one of the – I was kind of on his bandwagon earlier before – most people join, but for this one, I'm going with Brady 100%. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of questions needed to be answered. Tom Brady didn't have his best season last year. Was he falling off? Was he declining rapidly? I still think he declined some, but, you know, was he – could he not play anymore in the NFL? Was it Brady or Belichick? Um, could could Tom Brady just get it done? There were a lot of questions that needed to be answered. He went to a new spot, a very talented spot. And what he showed this year was if you don't turn over the ball, this team can do a lot. Like Tom Brady played well. He had 40 touchdowns and 12 picks, but he didn't play the the best. Like mm-hmm. his team helped him out. Like it wasn't just all him. But, you know, this, the better storyline is Tom Brady, um, 43 years old, his 10th Super Bowl appearance. And like I said before, you know, people were questioning him. Could he still play? Was it Belichick? And his defense, his top 10 defenses all those years, you know, mm-hmm. but he answered all those questions. Well, not completely because I still think Belichick deserves more credit, but, yeah. you know, um, this is – nobody expected him to be here, man. Nobody – maybe year two, maybe, mm-hmm. but not in the first year. With everything going on, no offseason, no OTAs. Um, he, just, he just showed his greatness, man. This, is, this has to be the better storyline, you know. Mahomes and them running it back. I don't think everybody's surprised that they're back in this game. I think a lot of people predicted them to be back, especially with their, you know, their plethora of weapons, their plate, and their two great play callers. So it's not as much as a surprise as people are for Brady, but mm-hmm. you know, it has to be for me hundred percent Brady. He just it's it's crazy, unexpected. Um and if he wins, now we'll have some more questions. We'll we'll have some more things to talk about. But yeah, it's uh unbelievable story unbelievable season uh so i gotta tip my cap to brady and i have to choose brady for this for his second act yeah and i like based off this season i could see him 
you know, he made to the Super Bowl, that competitive drive he has, I could see him maybe pushing it, maybe a 46. Yeah, he's talking maybe. about 45. Yeah, maybe. He's been talking about 45, so I know that's what he's aiming for. Um, you know, he gonna, I guess he looks like he's going to try to play as long as he can. But as much as I hate to agree with you and agree with just, you know, my question overall, I, I got to say the same thing as well. Um, like I said, it, it, I guess with my, on my home side first, like you said, it wasn't too much of a surprise. They pretty much brought everybody back, brought them back on great contracts, you know, kind of, you know, running it back with the same team. We saw how explosive they were the year before. Um, we've seen, you know, what they can do throughout this year as well, even though they did play a lot of close games. Um, and like I said, they've already kind of been crowning Mahomes as not the best quarterback, but the best player in the NFL. So it's not that much of a surprise um, to see them, you know, making making their way back to the Super Bowl, even though they did play in, I think, a, a more deep and a more talented AFC division this year um, that we're not, you know, too used to seeing. But, you know, for Brady, Second act, like you just said, answered a lot of questions, I guess, you know, on whether it was him or Belichick. I'm always of the believer, believing that, you know, one couldn't exist, exist without the other, to be honest. Um, yes, he has some great defenses, but, um, you know, Brady's, you know, brilliance and um, just being able to, one, utilize his weapons the way he did, along with Josh McDaniels, um, be able to read offices the way he does um, and be able to just carry his team, like you just said, with that competitive spirit, that drive. And you know, just being the leader that he is, I don't think either one could have existed without the other. Neither one could have been as successful without the other. So, you know, the the storylines for that just need to you know, cut it out, and everybody needs to just give both guys, you know, their credit where it's due. But I think you might have said it earlier on a, a podcast that we did, you know, earlier on in the NFL season that it is a little surprising that you know they did make it, um, you know, here in their first year because I think you said guys, you kind of you know the you saw some stats like guys uh, under Bruce Arians their first year and their offense typically you know tend to struggle a lot, which is why mm -hmm. we saw, you know, Jameis perform the way he was performing um, and eventually, you know, find his way in New Orleans. But um, yeah, because we even seen it with time. They didn't look the greatest at the beginning of the season, even kind of in the middle of the season as well. They were kind of, you know, he was kind of pedestrian. Their offense hadn't really found a flow or rhythm yet. Um, and they just started to put together, you know, probably post week 12, maybe after they played um so i think it is surprising and it's a like you say it's a a credit to, to brady to be able to you know stick with the offense be able to learn be able to learn his guys be able to you know check in and out the right plays be able to utilize the weapons he does because they, they do an extreme job of, of realizing and knowing matchups and we've seen that like i said throughout the whole playoffs we've seen that the last you know half of the season or whatever the case may be they realize that like all right Two two corners. I got my two big ass receivers out there. Screenplay. All right. You know, we seen it with uh King with the other week. All right. Scotty one on one with King. We we'll probably catch him looking in the backfield over the top, touchdown going to halftime. He he in that offense, um, you know, are extreme, extremely do they're basically they're really good at what they do. They recognize matchups extremely well, and that's also a credit to um what Brian, Byron Leftwich, um, you know, offensive coordinator as well. So it's uh it's amazing to see them here. And I think, you know, that has to be the the better storyline. Hopefully it's not the one that happens because I do not want to see uh I don't know, I'm gonna sound like a hater. I don't want to see no Tampa Bay parades. I don't want to see no, you know, confetti coming down, Brady on the pole, possibly getting the MVP, him talking about, you know, coming down here and all the success and all this and that. I, I just got to be a hater on this one. I, say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to 
have to witness it. I don't want to have to read it, all that for the next you know few weeks. So I'm hoping Pat Mahomes and them guys can run it back because that would be the better storyline for my uh for my mental sake, I guess. <laughs> but next subject we're gonna hit on is uh the home field advantage. I think this was talked about a little bit before, like right you know after they secured their spot in the Super Bowl, the Bucks did, but hasn't at least to me, I haven't heard too too much about it throughout the weeks, you know, leading up to the big game on Sunday. So do you really think this home field advantage, which technically the the Chiefs are the home team, but of course the Bucks are the first team that you know secures by and play in their home stadium. Um, but they are considered the away team. Do you think the home field advantage thing is a big factor, or do you think is you know nothing much to you know be concerned about for the Chiefs? For this topic, I actually didn't look too much into who, like what type of fans they're going to allow, but I know they're going to allow 20,000, but mm-hmm. I don't know a lot. Like, is it going to be? Yeah, how it's called uh, I know they're giving it to like, you know, first care, like responders, people like that, people mm-hmm. helping with COVID and stuff. But like, how many tickets are going to be distributed to Bucks fans and Chiefs fans? Like, how is mm-hmm. that going to go? I need the details of that first, but. But 20,000, I don't think so. You know, they're going to have like 30,000 uh, cardboard cutouts. I think, you know, the game will be a little lively. It'll feel a little more normal than uh, usual or mm-hmm. the, than it has this season. But I don't think there'll be a true home field advantage. You know, like the Super Bowl is pretty even exactly. with, uh, with the amount of fans on each team. So, and, you know, Kansas City fans, they travel very well. Mm-hmm. So. Very I wouldn't be surprised well. that they had a um a nice a nice amount of fans in there. So I don't see there being any home foot advantage, even if they pump in some sound. Yeah, like you said, I just looked it up, read the reading the numbers over it now. Twenty five thousand fans, thirty thousand cutouts, um, and seven hundred um seven thousand sorry five hundred vaccinated healthcare workers. You know will attend. So um I guess math wise that leaves what seventeen fifty. For regular fans, um, yeah, I don't know how they're you know carving it up either. Um, like you just said, Kansas City fans travel really well. They will spend money on this type of game. You, know, you see it time and time again. Um, but I'm pretty sure the Bucks fans will show up and show out as well. It will just be lively overall. And then you just got the got got the people that are kind of just like you know, Super Bowl casuals. They'll buy tickets just to get you know be in the game, be in the area, be in the atmosphere. Stuff like that. Probably not going too much for one team or the other. Just want to be in a, a lively area, lively place, and just having a good time. But um, it will be, it will be, I guess, interesting just to see because the Bucks obviously they have a, a slightest advantage. Whether you know, even if it's not fans who run and, and cheering and you know the loudness and everything. I think the one thing uh, I heard is they're not uh, uh, allowing the Bucks to you know ring off their their um. Cannon. Yeah, they're cannon. Yeah. Um, pretty much when they score and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how much of a, a adrenaline boost or hype factor that that plays into when they, you know, score and when they, you know, play there, but I feel like it would have some type of effect. Um also I think uh, you know, obviously they just know their turf, they know their field. Um, even though all football fields are pretty much, you know, obviously hundred yards, all that. But you know, just knowing your area, being in familiar surroundings. Being a familiar temperature and weather as well, that just helps, um, you know, in any type of football game, any type of atmosphere. And I think I heard, I'm not too sure, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Chiefs are, were like, they basically traveling super, super late. Like, I think they're traveling tomorrow. It, yeah, tomorrow. Today, to, no, 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 um, my fault. My fault. It's, I think it's today. Today? 
today. Okay. Yeah. I mean, either way, sometimes you see typically teams be there for a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, with COVID, you don't want anybody messing around, risking it and everything. Yeah. So I guess obviously it is different times, but I don't know. I, yeah, if it's to, well, if it's today, I guess they have a little bit of time. They have you know, kind of today and tomorrow to kind of get used to that what two hour time difference. Maybe you know, weather. You know, me coming if I'm coming from cold weather to, to warm weather, I feel like that's advantage. I'll rip. I don't really have to you know, practice and kind of feel feel the area out or whatever the case may be. But maybe just that time difference and just getting familiar with you know the field wherever they're going to practice and stuff, um, might might have helped. But overall, you just say it might not be too much of a factor, but. I, I think there can be little things that, you know, can swing in the Bucks' favor and little things that we may not think is swing in the uh, Chiefs' favor, but, you know, overall helps out. Like, I'd rather play in – I haven't looked at the temperature, but I'm pretty sure it's no, it won't be any colder than, like, 60 degrees, 50, 50, 60 degrees. There is rain in the forecast, though, which is a big factor, which I yeah. won't – I hope it doesn't rain for the, you know, sake of a good game, a, a clean <laughs> game, no injuries. I, you know, we want to shoot out. We don't want no – Seventeen yeah. to four Super Bowl, like yeah, we don't. If I said we don't want no thirteen to three bad uh, experience, that was terrible. Yeah, that was honestly terrible. Um, I was in the stadium for that one, and I mean, I was in the shop working, but at the same time, it's like you still kind of want to hear some type of cheering and something going on, and we had a TV right there. But yeah, it was it was probably the most boring Super Bowl in uh, in NFL history for sure. So we definitely don't need that. I don't think. I don't think. Being with the players that's going to be on the field, that's going to happen at all. But you know, you never know. Um, yeah. But well, no, I know we touched three, on no, it. Hold on, real quick. Thirteen to three. Yeah. yeah that's, there's no. There's no. No way. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no yeah. way. I don't see it. I was like, we, we probably do it at the end, uh, kind of like a score prediction of each quarter. I think honestly, I think both teams might score, whether it's field goals or touchdowns, like on each of their first like three, four drives, maybe. I say three. Um, cause this is pushing it forward, but I'd say maybe first three drives, probably, you know, both, um, each maybe, you know, coming up with some points, but, um, we'll, uh, move on. Like I said, we kind of touched on it before, but you know, the offensive of battle or the defense of showdown, which one we kind of think may happen. Um, so I'll let you guys, like I I'll let you go first. Uh, do you think, uh, which one do you think is more primed to happen? Like I stated in my prediction, it can go either way, but for this segment, I'm going to go with offensive battle. Um, for me, it's just I don't think anybody could stop the Chiefs consecutively. Like, I think they punt the if they punt the ball two times in a row, it's because they're messing around. They're getting complacent. <laughs> they're lazy. Like, if they're on their game and they're locked in hundred percent, I don't think they can be stopped. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm gonna go offensive battle and the weapons that Tom Brady has. This is the most weapons he's ever had in his career. So they're bound to put up some points. Uh, the defenses on both sides, you know. Kansas City's defense plays well in the playoffs. I don't know if people notice that, but their their numbers get much better in their playoffs. Yeah, that's they get about, better yeah. in the playoffs. But the Bucks, you know, their defense has carried them. I feel like a little bit somewhat this season. They're half the reason that they're in the Super Bowl. Like for the Chiefs, it's 75, 25, or 60, 40. I'll go 60, 40, not to be disrespectful, but mm-hmm. <laughs> for those reasons, I just feel like it's gonna, you know, the the Chiefs are gonna allow some points, and the and the Chiefs offense, I mean, the Chiefs defense is gonna allow some points, and the Chiefs offense can't be stopped consecutively. So for that reason, uh, I see it being an offensive battle. I see at least seventy plus points in this game, and so yeah, I don't know what the I think the over is sixty seven something, might be sixty seven, hmm. but I, I'd bet on the over if I was a you know a gambler. Yeah. And, yeah, just not too much to talk about. Just firepower on both sides. 
the defense as well is are, are well rounded, especially for the Bucks. But uh, too too much too much going on in Kansas City. Too much speed, and then on the other side you have three potential number one receivers, two potential number one backs, and two potential number one tight ends. So it's just it's a lot. It's a lot of mm-hmm. offensive firepower and two two good defensive coordinators. Don't get me wrong, Todd Bowles mm-hmm. and um, Steve Spagnuolo are two well respected coaches, but. It's too much firepower. And yeah. shout out to my, my guy Byron Left, which he's doing a, a hell of a job as a play caller. So, you know, it's just going to be tough. It's going to be yeah. tough on both defenses. And for the sake of the Super Bowl, we need this. We need an offensive battle. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we're, we're due for, you know, just a overall, just a good game. And I think we're definitely primed to have one. You know, sports in general these days are just moving towards more of an offensive field. Like people love to see offense, people love to see points being put up. And, what better two teams to do it than the, these two with so many weapons on both sides of the ball. Um, but of course, um, I'm going to pretty much second, second you, I'm going to say obviously battle um, just because I think it's just going to be too hard to contain all the weapons that's going to be on the field um, and the brilliance of play calling on both sides of the ball. Chiefs obviously finished the season number one ranked offense. I think the Bucks were seventh. Either way, we're dealing with two top 10, um, two top 10 offenses. Um, and, like you say, well, so many weapons on the field, even though both defenses are well-rounded, they got big playmakers on both sides of the ball. It's just going to be too much to con- contain them all. Um, for the for the Bucks defense, only thing I'm, I'm su- not surprised, only thing I'm kind of worried about, and I always say it, um, but I feel like it rings true because it, when it happens, it happens. And when it doesn't, you, you see why. But that secondary, even though they are getting both their starting safeties back for this, uh, this matchup, I think both of them should be coming in relatively healthy. Um, the secondary is real young and they always take chances. And as we, we said before in week 12, I don't know if it was just the, the, the lack of, you know, lack of knowing the coverage or preparation, or they just underestimated Tyreek Hill, but 200 yards in a quarter, that's insane. I've never, I don't think I've, I've ever heard of that. <laughs> I've never seen that. So, um, with them, when they take chances, it could look really, really bad, but when sometimes they take chances and it pays off and it looks really, really good. So. I always say like they can be had if you put them in the wrong positions um, and pretty much have them guessing too, too much, but they are really aggressive and they are you know, pretty much ball swarmers, all of them. So um, that's always the matchup. I always look, look to when, you know, there's a team playing the Bucks team, like is our, can they take advantage of that um, secondary that does take a lot of chances. Um, and on, um, I guess the, the chiefs and defensively, uh, I guess I think they're coming in relatively healthy as well. I think, um, Chris Jones, and I think he's going to be one of my X factors, but he has to play big because when when teams are able to get pressure on Brady, obviously and rattle him and move him a little bit in the pocket, then and make him uncomfortable. He typically, obviously, he doesn't make too too many mistakes. We saw last game he ended up throwing three interceptions, um, and like you said as well, that the defense carried them kind of to that win. Um, but he typically doesn't make that many mistakes. You know, if he's rattled and move around the pocket, gets the ball away pretty quickly. You know. He kind of lives like for the next down. Um, and I think Chris Jones, that defensive line, if they're able to get a little bit of pressure on him and make it uncomfortable really, really early and not be able to find, you know, his guys, his targets, then, you know, pretty much they, they can get out, you know, they can pretty much get out to early and they can probably seal this game, not seal it quickly, but they, they can they can make, um, like I said, that offense look a little bit more pedestrian than probably what they have been looking throughout the whole postseason. So, I think obviously offensive offensive battle, um, but defensively, if the Chiefs 
can, like I said, just make them uncomfortable. It could be a defensive shutdown on their end. Um, and maybe the game kind of turns ties from there. All right. Um, next we're going to hit on, I didn't get a graphic up for it, but you know, just the game overall, our X factors, our game predictions, maybe our score lines, what we think may happen each quarter. Um, stat lines we think guys may have certain stuff like that so i'll let you uh hit on your x factors first that you can um i mean you can say i mean you want but i guess we'll hit on one guy for each side of the ball so one offensive person for the chiefs one defensive person for the chiefs one offensive person for the bucks one defensive person for the bucks uh i have a question can i go like it can i go a linebacker core can i do oh yeah you can do yeah do whatever if you feel is more multiple then yeah go ahead for, for me, I'm going to start with the Bucks first since I just brought that up. It's Levante David and Devin White for reasons I brought up earlier. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be limited. There's no way they let him go for 200 yards again because they do the Chiefs win by 14-plus. But mm-hmm. their role their role in the game is going to be big. Them containing Travis Kelsey, them slowing him down is going to be vital because that's Mahomes' safety valve. Uh, that's the guy, the tight end. Since I played quarterback, I, I know this a little bit. A tight end is a quarterback's best friend. He's usually the mm-hmm. closest guy to you. Uh, bigger target. He'll catch stuff. You know, he'll he's not worried about getting hit. You know, somebody you just feel comfortable getting the ball to in a in a tough situation, a clutch situation when you need something to happen. So, Mahomes is going to be looking for him. And while they can't single handedly cover him one on one, then the job they do on him, you know, jamming him off the line, just somebody being on top of him at all times and somebody being playing inside of him will just be vital uh, mm-hmm. for the game. And if they can't, if they, if they can't control, if they can't contain Tyreek Hill and then they can't control, uh, contain house Kelsey, it's going to be a long day. Uh, so those two guys, besides the, I was going to go with the D line, but that's kind of everybody, yeah. knows they're <laughs> going to, they're going to play a big factor, but uh, I feel like this is the second closest thing. Um, if, We'll see. I think Kelsey, it's hard to say because Kelsey's, I feel like Andy Reid is just such a mastermind and designer plays in him and the enemy that they're going to mm-hmm. find him the balls anyway. But, you know, keeping him to something like eight catches for 75 yards is bigger than people think. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, their role, the role they, the job they do in him will go a long way in the game. And for the Chiefs, I'm going with uh, Mike Rimmers. He's the, geez, I got to get that. I had a brain fart. He's a he's the tackle. Mm-hmm. They just him to tackle. I think mm-hmm. right tackle. Uh, he has a big task this week. Um, he's already been jabbing him and Jason Pierre Paul, Paul have been um, talking back and forth. He said he doesn't even know who this guy is. <laughs> so you know, uh, for him, he is gonna his job is gonna be key keeping his um, half a billion dollar quarterback up off the ground and him not playing. And starting that much is going to be, just be key. You know, he's a he's a new he's a new starter, a key starter. Um, the Bucks rushing showed they can wreck the game with a backup in, so he has a tough task on his hands. I know, like I just said, uh, Andy Reid he's he's a smart dude. He's he's been doing this longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. He's going to find a way to you know, like I said earlier, chip the chip the tight end will chip the running backs will chip on their way mm-hmm. out. He's going to find ways to slow the pressure down, screens, misdirection, stuff that, you know, just have the D-lineman thinking like, oh, if I rush too fast, they're going to gash me in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't rush, if I don't rush the passer hard enough, Mahomes will sit back there all day. So, you know, he's going to do many 
many different things to slow those two guys down in game plan. But, you know, like I said, Mike Rimmers has a tall task ahead. And it's kind of tough with your first – I think your first start of this postseason being in the Super Bowl, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. You know, you prepare all your life for this moment. Yeah. And one other thing before I, I turn it over to you, is just rough on the Chiefs in general. Uh, they're without both their tackles. And if you don't remember their guard, I can't even say his name. He has like a double name. Yeah. He opted out this season. Yep. So, you know, they've been getting it done. They got it done with two two star without two star linemen for the whole playoffs. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But those are my X factors for this, yep. this big game. Yeah, for um for me, I'll hit on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs real quick because I already said his name, Chris Jones. He hasn't showed up that that much throughout the entire postseason, um, at least on the stat board. I think he's mainly been just like, you know, the players that, you know, have an effect on the game and allow others to kind of clean it up for them. Like, they create pressure, but somebody else comes in and, like, creates a sack, whatever. He's only had, like, I think two, four total tackles, a solo, and three assists. He hasn't had a sack yet. So, like I was saying before, I think it's going to be big time for him because I think he's, you know, Probably one of the leaders, obviously, on that defensive line to to get these guys a little bit of uh you know pressure on on Brady and make him uncomfortable from the start. Um, so looking for him to have a big game, hopefully maybe a sack or two. Like I said, just creating that pressure and um getting Brady out of the pocket and a little bit uncomfortable. Um, on the opposite side for the Chiefs, that's a great pick, honestly. Like I said, that that guard, like he, it's you know it's without saying you pretty much hit, hit the nail on the head. He has to. Keep his half a million, half a billion dollar quarterback upright because Pierre Paul has had a, a, a really, really, really good postseason. Um, and like I said, if that's the matchup, then he has to, you know, like I said, it it is what it is. He has to, you know, ball up and do it his do his job. But for me, I think it's gonna be, I don't know. I was gonna say a kind of like a tandem of like. Like, I don't think it's going to happen just because we don't know him really for the running, obviously. But I feel like they have to get something kind of, you know, done on the in, on the ground game. So, like um, – or even if it has to be in the passing game with the backs. I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Le'Veon Bell, they got to have somewhat of a big game because, like you just said, I don't think Tyler Bowles is going to let them get gashed for 200 yards by Tyreek Hill again. Um, obviously, it's still a lot of weapons to, to contain. Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Miko Harmon. Um Kelsey, we know he's going to get his, like you said, even holding him to 85, 90 yards is probably an A-plus of a uh, of a day, the secondary. But I think um, they ha- like the backs just have to have some type of, like you said, some, some type of effect on the game, whether it is chipping, whether it is keeping, um, you know, keeping linebackers or whatever, um, blitz is headed Patrick Mahomes' way, basically keeping him clean, keeping them off of him um leaking out making that you know picking up extra yards and maybe a little dump down and a little screen action play just something I feel like the backs have to have some type of effect on the game because I don't think it's going to be able to be just a Mahomes even though he's really good against the blitz like you know you've pointed out multiple times I don't think he's going to just be able to uh be a drop back four or five six seconds in the pocket being able to extend the play all the all the time um I think it's going to be a lot of you know pressure Todd Bowles is definitely going to mix it up a good amount and I think the, the backs just have to be in the right position to either help Patrick Holmes make a play or make a play himself. Um, so it's got to be one of those two guys, probably, you know, um, Clyde Hilaire, but, you know, both those guys, they may have to do it as a tandem. Um, for the Bucks, defensively, um, it's going to – it's like you said, you just said defensive lines, they're going to play big in general. But I think, you know, 
I'm probably going to go with a big name, got to go with his name. But, you know, Devin White, he's been playing great. He plays great every snap he's in the game. Um, and I forgot what the 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 stat was, but I think he plays Damian like every snap of, her, of a game. I, don't think, I saw something. I think he didn't miss a snap this year. Exactly. It, it was something like whenever he's playing, like he's always in there. So, um, yeah, he, he's going to definitely fare big for him, like I said earlier. Obviously, he has him and um, – what you call it, David? They have a tall task with Kelsey, but Kelsey also has a tall task with them. But White can be moved and be done, can move and have an impact on the game pretty much anywhere he's lined up, whether he's rushing, whether he's dropping back in coverage, whether he's spying, whatever the case may be. He literally can do it all. So, um, definitely think he's going to be exact. He's going to be a, a big guy, um, to help, can help contain that Chiefs offense. And for, for the uh, offensive side for the Bucks, I don't know. I, I really, don't know who would you say for the I didn't know I didn't go offense remember oh my I, fault yeah you're gonna go ahead did, uh one from each team yeah oh geez I, I'm tripping um for me for the Bucks it's gonna be Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones um, okay Bucks, yeah running back by committee they've been running the ball good this this postseason especially Leonard Fournette with Ronald Jones being hampered but uh they're gonna be key because you know, just just being balanced against them. If you drop when when teams struggle against the Chiefs, if you notice when they get behind and they have to drop back every play because mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just block Chris Jones one on one forever. Mm-hmm. And Frank Clark, he's a he's a game wrecker. So yeah, you know stuff like that matters. Uh, you know, on the offenses. I mean, I'm tripping on the defenses on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. I don't really. It's kind of. I'd say they're they're secondary because I don't have a specific person. You said Chris Jones. I would say Frank Clark, but that and I just go by, you know, their um their their secondary. Tyra Matthew, Thornhill, their rookie Sneed, um Chadarius mm-hmm. Ch- Ward, people those those four guys, um, they stepped up this this postseason versus Buffalo. They were and I don't know if you were paying attention, but they were they were locking for the most part. You know, Stefan oh, yeah. got his with a little he he did a little something, but most of his his yards came late when the game was over. Yeah, exactly. uh, they did they did a crazy good job of containing him, slowing him down because for the previous eighteen weeks, everybody knew when they played Buffalo, he was getting the ball and they still couldn't stop him. So they did what they had to do. So you know those are that would be my other X factor. So Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, mainly Leonard Fournette, and then the Chiefs secondary, uh, mainly those mainly Thornhill, Tyron Matthew, and uh, Ladarius Sneed. And I can see Honey Badger as he always does, you know, coming up with a big play, a game change, a game wrecking turnover. Because he, uh, to me, I wouldn't say I wouldn't compare him to Ed Reed because he plays more in the box, but mm-hmm. his, his lurking skills are top notch. He, uh, oh, yeah. his, his, him sensing what's going on, what's behind him without even looking. It takes, I wouldn't even say it takes skill because some people just have that. Like you know mm-hmm. how quarterbacks when they're in the pocket, they can sense when guys are coming. They're actually not looking; they can really just sense. It's just. It's something you're gifted with and something you God just bless you with. So because yeah. of that, I see Tyron Matthew uh playing mind games with Brady and forcing him into a bad turnover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as if their secondary shows up, I think the Chiefs will be fine. Yeah. And that comes down. Yeah. And I guess well, it helps when you have a little bit of pressure. Um to kind of, you know, mask the second, even though like you said, secondary has been playing tremendous on all postseason, but you know, a little help from that deep salon and a little bit of pressure. 
that helps even, you know, 10 times more. But I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it for the Bucks offensively. Like I said, it could be so many. Obviously, I wouldn't want to go with, with the um, the main guy, but I might have to. Like Tom Brady, obviously. Um, yeah. We seen last game uh, against a, a Packers defense that is okay. Um, they were able to create a lot of pressure. They they forced him to throw three interceptions. Um, and, you know, Chiefs, I think, have, you know, the same guys, if not better guys, that are capable to do the same thing. So, obviously, him just taking care of the ball. I feel like coming in the game, I feel I don't know if he's thinking that he probably not, obviously, he, what, 20-plus year pro. Like, I don't know if he's thinking that he has to go, you know, TD for TD with with the with Kansas City or, you know, he just has to trust the offense and defensive game plan. But I think, like you just said, Honey Badger may could possibly bait him into a few bad throws and, and being that it may be on his mind that he's thinking he has to go TD for TD with the with this Chiefs offense, he may try to get a little greedy, maybe force it, you know, force a pass to a guy because he does, you know, have a lot of capable weapons that are able to make plays um, on that side of the ball. Um, obviously, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, even their uh, rookie Johnson, Tyler Johnson, um, and AB's yeah, healthy game plan as well. Yeah, yeah so I say he had some tough key catches. Uh, what you call it? Yeah, in both games, but especially, of course, in, in the Green Bay game. So I feel like it could be a tell. Like, it's probably going to be all on him. Like, he in the week that they played in week 12, he threw two interceptions. Like I say, he threw three um, the last time we seen them. And it's all because people are creating pressure on him, like I said, and making him a little uncomfortable. And he feels like he can force certain throws to guys um, just because they're really talented on that side of the ball. So I feel like he has, for in order for them, you know, to have a chance at the end, have a chance in general, obviously, with his greatness they do already when he steps on the field, but he has to take care of the ball because I feel like with the Chiefs, you if they get a turnover or two, like minimum, like you're, you're probably thanking your lucky stars if they kick a field goal and make it um, after a turnover, um, especially on a short field. So I think it's probably going to say it's an obvious choice, but I think Brady has to be the X factor. He has to take care of the ball. Um for sure in this in this battle um but yeah man that pretty much uh that wraps up you know for a little preview and everything of course you know we love to have a little fun gotta have a little fun towards the end so of course we're doing a little bit of super bowl betting props um that's going on uh you know in this year's game that's typically the, the fun spot in all, all of the super bowls everybody loves, loves to participate in these but uh we're gonna go ahead go through some and then um kind of talk about them a little bit so of course um one of the big ones this year is um the national anthem uh this year we got a duet so it's gonna be jasmine sullivan and, and eric church we got a you know r&b singer and then a country singer um and duets aren't typically you know common i guess in, in super bowls uh super bowl national anthems but of course uh you know, we got one this year and i think the the last one that happened the it lasted about two minutes about a minute and 40 no minute 59 excuse me um so Bad, real quick, over or under, do you have them going, um, you know, over two minutes or under keeping the uh, national anthem under two minutes? Um, I don't know how this is gonna sound, but you know, black woman, they're a little extra, she's gonna <laughs> run a little overtime, she's gonna ad lib a little bit. So, I'm gonna go with the over. I could feel that. I'm yeah. I'm just interested to see how it sounds in general. Um, She's just gonna add a little something extra to it that wasn't on the script. You know, you know how that. She goes. said it wasn't on the script. Yeah, I think um, I actually like Jasmine Sullivan a lot as a singer. I like a lot of her songs. 
Um, when I be cooking, I be throwing, putting some throwbacks on. Sometimes she pops up, but I can I can see it. Um, like I said, it's a duet, so I don't know. Like I said, I'm just interested to see how it's gonna sound. I don't know if Eric Church is gonna be singing some too, or if he's kind of just gonna be you know playing music, maybe you know, a few words here or there. I can see it going over two minutes for sure. So I'm gonna take the over. I don't know if it's for the same reason that you said, but I can just see it happening, especially if both of them kind of singing or, you know, having some part in, in the words at all. So I'm going to go over with this one as well. Then next we got um, the coin toss, um, heads or tails. Um, of course, this is, you know, one of the basic ones, but another, um, you know, fun one as well. So do you uh, have the, not over under, but do you have it going heads or do you have it uh, being tails for this uh, year's Super Bowl? I'm pretty sure somebody said this to you when you were young. Uh, mm. Whatever the little thing is, tails never fail. So I'm gonna go with tails. I've I've always, even in Madden, like real life, when I've been a captain and in Madden, it, I'm always choosing tails, right or wrong. Yeah. So we was on the field every time you chose tails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I always be going heads. I just had to do a coin toss last night when I was coaching as well because we went overtime, won the games. Oh, that was two nights ago. Either way, I just said heads. I didn't even care. I just walked away because I was just trying to tell them something. And it was heads. Every time I say heads, it's always heads for some reason. So I would go, I'm gonna go heads, but I've seen a little, you know, funny stat. It says six of the past seven Super Bowl coin tosses has been tails. So you may be right in that one, Thad. Tails never fails. As you can say, we heard it when we we're younger all the time. So that's probably right. Maybe another year, probably you know, seven out of eight, that'll become uh, you know, tails. But um, the next one gonna move on to. Super Bowl commercials. That's uh, you know, everybody's you know best, funnest part of it all. They love watching Super Bowl commercials, mainly the ones that don't really care too too much about the games. They love to see what's gonna happen in the commercials. Um, but the last few years we've seen that dogs are a popularity to you know pop up in commercials, mainly beer commercials, because um, I don't know the connection, I guess, in your man's best friend, beer, guys, all that you know, stuff. So what uh the over under right now i think for the betting on dogs being in the commercial is a uh, four and a half so would you take the over or the under in dogs being in commercials um at four and a half over no over because a lot of people are fond of dogs uh maybe yeah i think that's the favorite right now as well yeah, yeah i'm gonna go with the over over yeah what about you i don't know i'm trying to think Cause like I just said, mostly a lot of them be in the beer commercials, but we do see a lot of beer commercials, so it's very possible it could be over for sure. And, and I think I saw somewhere too. It's like I don't even be realizing, but I think it's like close to like is it ninety something Super Bowl commercials? It seems mm -hmm. like a lot, but you know, five commercials having you know dogs in it out of ninety, more than likely. I, I think I'm gonna take the over as well, and I think it's the favorite um at you know two fifty. So. It says people, you know, people love dogs, and obviously they're going to throw them in the commercials whenever need be. So I'll take the over as well on this one, especially, like I said, for a beer commercial. More than likely Bud Light, um, some other guys going to have them in there. And then another one, interesting, obviously, just because of the times that we're in. Um, actually, two on this one. But um, how many commercials do you think will have a person wearing a mask? It uh, The over under right now is at two and a half, with I oh, believe. Yeah, I oh. think. I feel like this one could have been a lot higher. Like I would have probably, you know, maybe put like eight, nine. Like they got, yeah, two and a half is like. Especially the, with the, them knowing that everybody's going to be watching. Well, not mm -hmm. everybody, but more than half of the United States for sure will be mm -hmm. watching. Yeah, they got it at like yeah, at 
over at you know four four fifty. Yeah, I think this is a no brainer. It got it. It's probably gonna be closer to maybe double digits. With, with yeah, two is masks. not even. That's not even a good starting point. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, that's easy money right there. I might have to place that real quick. Hmm. Um, and then the next one is uh the amount of commercial total amount of commercials uh that would include a, a COVID vaccine. So any COVID vaccine commercials right now. Oh, it's not even over under. It's just whether it'll be yes or no. Um, so do you think there'll be a COVID vaccine commercial at all? 100% yes. Yeah. But it's crazy. It's the, the 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 favorite is no. So I'm not too sure why, though. I would feel like there would be at least one as well because last few years we have been seeing some. Like I remember last year, I think there was a lot of like informative type commercials. Well, it's probably because I think it was maybe heading into an election year and all that. But I, I think there definitely would be a COVID vaccine commercial as well. I have no clue why I know it would be the favorite, but you know, that's another easy one. Might have to take that one as well. I'm glad I found this article. Um, and then the next one, pretty popular. Obviously, the winner, um, typically the tradition, players do a little Gatorade bath, throw it on the coach. Um, and the, you know, the fun bet has been, you know, what color will the Gatorade be that gets splashed on the coach? Um, so for you, what color do you think it will be? Um, typically, I think some of the colors that got up, pretty pretty basic ones, but, you know, purple, clear, blue, yellow, lime green, red, orange, you know, all those, you know, certain ones. So which uh, color do you think is uh, going to come out on top? I think the favorite right now is orange. That's Just because it. it's my favorite color, well, my favorite flavor Gatorade, I'm going to go with yellow. The yellow, the lime green one? Yeah, or lemonade or lemon lime, yeah. Mm. I think that's like my second. Might be like my second. I don't know. I feel like I bounce between that one and orange a lot for sure. So for me, I think I'm going to go orange just because I didn't think it was going to be the favorite, but that's why I chose this one. I I always feel like it's going to be orange for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I got the Chiefs right here. That must be one of their favorite flavors as well. So I'm going to go orange and it's the favorite. Yours is at uh, 450. So it's possible. I think it's like the second, the third, um, third most popular answer. So. I'm going to go orange on this one. And hopefully, like I said, if the Chiefs do win, looks like it may be orange and definitely need them to win as well. So, um, And then got a picture of Disney because um, another famous one, typically Super Bowl winners, even though it's probably a little bit different this year because of the COVID and everything. But the game is in Florida. So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But typically winners of, uh, you know, the big sport sporting games will – say they're going to Disney, whatever the case may be. So um, yes or no, whoever wins the the uh, Super Bowl, the MVP, when they did their speech, um, says yet or says that they're going to the um, – says they're going to Disney World. No. No. That's actually the favorite uh, as well. I'm saying no because Tom Brady, how many times has he been to Disney? Uh, <laughs> and Mahomes has – I'm pretty sure Mahomes, Mahomes is like 25, so – Pretty sure he's when as a kid that like Disney World is still, you know, the picture of Disney World is still fresh in his brain and he has a kid on the way. So I don't think he's going to be taken with it. Yeah. Plus, given the times, I don't even think. Well, maybe they'll say, yeah, I'm going after, you know, everything gets back to normal or something. But like you said, it's a little key factor really quick. Mm -hmm. They're, from what I can recall, Orlando and Tampa are three hours away from each other. So. Mm Not that bad. Right across, literally right across from each other. Well, not yeah. right across, but Tampa's on the uh, west side. Yeah. So they may throw a little, you know, little marketing thing in there. Who knows? But I can see it, like I said, saying like, you know, if 
when things get back to normal, whatever the case may be, they may say something about I'll go to Disney or whatever. But yeah, the favorite and by a lot right now is no, actually. So, mm. um, but I'm gonna go yes. I'm gonna just be different on this one. We've been agreeing a lot lately, so I'm gonna just say yes on this one. Especially if Mahomes wins, he said maybe kid on the way. He'll say after everything goes back to normal. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's uh that's actually I think that might be the last one to be honest. Um, yeah, I think that is the last one. So yeah, actually, oh no, there was there was a one I did want to ask you about. I did I didn't have no graphic for it, but of course I just mm -hmm. want to do the, the fun betting ones, but um some of the obviously the stat lines for uh the guys the over and unders and uh, what we may think may happen um so we talked about it a lot throughout the show but um you know didn't really put numbers numbers to faces whatever the case may be but Tyreek Hill do you think he goes over 91 and a half receiving yards over over yeah that's the favorite as well I believe um I think so as well it's gonna be hard to contain him I think maybe in the first half they do a good job but He's going to, things going to start opening up. And I think second half is going to have a big half. So, um, Tom Brady rushing yards over or under 0. 0.5? Over. Over? Yeah, I see 0. 0.5. I see, I mean, sacks are included in the rushing yard total. So that might be a tricky one, but I could see him getting out for a little scamper, maybe goal line. You know, he he's the king of quarterback sneaks. So that's mm -hmm. a yard right there. So 0. 0.5, I'm going to. I'll rock with that. I'll, I'll take the over. Yeah, especially, yeah, I can see that. They they do. He always doing quarterbacks. So they obviously count that as yards. I can see it as well. And this is Super think, Bowl. Everything's on the line. You know, he mm -hmm. might have to scramble for five yards. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess I'll, I think I'll agree. Right now, right now the over is, is not the popular pick. But um, I think, like you said, if – Quarterback sneak, whether it's for a yard or whether it's for a touchdown, if they count it as a yard, then, you know, obviously that's over. So I'm going to go with that. Um, last play of the game being a quarterback rush, no or yes? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't see No, that. no, 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 no. Let me stop. That's tricky because the quarterback rush is a kneel. So oh, they count that? Yeah, they I'm, count that. I'm going to go with the yes because I don't see the game ending on a walk-off field goal or anything. Like the team, that, the team that's going to be behind, they're going to be trying to catch up. It's either going to be a pick or fail for a down conversion, and then the last to end the game, yeah, it's going to be a deal. So I'm going to go with yes. That's a tricky one, though. That was a tricky one because, yeah, I guess that does count. Um, if it does, though, that's the deciding factor. I think it does, but if a quarterback kneel isn't uh, a QB run, then it won't end on that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that as well. Sheesh. What was the other ones? Um, It's a few other ones. Some Patrick Mahomes ones. Um. Over under on 327 um and a half yards passing. Over, but it's not I know I gave a quick answer, but that's not a gimme this time. I know the Bucks struggled to stop him last time. I think he threw for 370, but I'm gonna yeah. still go with it. I know it might be tricky, but I think it's I think it's I think it might be over. I think the answer is yes to me by by uh well not yes, but I think it's over by uh not by a long shot, but I just think it's going to be a shootout. I think he might be getting – I think it might be close to 400, 450. I don't know. Maybe that's just how I'm feeling. Um, passing TDs over two and a half. Mahomes or Brady? Mahomes still. Over. Yeah, for sure. I'm yes. thinking about – I'm thinking about – what would you say, four? I don't know because this is not like they – like when they're down there, they do whatever is necessary to score, so it could be a run. 
Like Mahomes has games where he throws for like 390, but only one touchdown. So mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee, but I'm going to go with the over. Yeah. And then let me see. Interceptions for him. This will be the last one that I'll go on the Brady. Um, over under 0.5. Over. I think he'll throw one. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get him for one. Like I said, that, that defense takes a lot of chances. They actually have pretty good hands as well. So, tip, yeah. Tip. I was about to say some a tip, tip ball something. The ball, something Pierre Paul or um, Shaq Barrett getting that hand. Yeah. Um, and then for Brady's over under 296 and a half yards passing. This is a tough one because I don't know how they're going to play. Like, I know they're smart, you know. I, don't, I know they don't want to turn into a shootout. So I could see if they get a lead, you know, them mm-hmm. leaning on the run game more and them slowing down the pace of the game. I'm going to go with – it's the Super Bowl, though, so I, – and I, I see it being a shootout, so I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I think I think so as well. I think it might come – well, I don't think it will really come down to that, but it might be a point in time where they're down maybe about 10 or whatever and they're going to have to start slinging it a little bit. Um, you're so right, can, you're right. Can, Garbage time points. Yeah, I can definitely see about 3.30-ish maybe. Um, so I definitely – I'll take the over on that as well. And I think it's even right now. Yeah, I think that's even. I don't think it's a a favorite or not. Um, Passing TDs for him as well is two and a half over under. Over. Yeah, I can see three. I can see three. I can see three or four. Um, And then for him, interceptions is the same thing, 0.5. Over. Yep, and that's the favorite as well. I can see see another two, honestly. Uh, Yeah, like them getting pressured. Honey Badger, like I said bait him into a bad pick or him trying one of those rookies, not one of those rookies, the rookie Sneed or one of somebody that's a liability in the secondary because he has somebody like A.B., Mike Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, him trying them and then making him pay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with the over. All right, cool. And then we'll do a – like I got a few more. It's just like team-wise ones um, or mm-hmm. both team-wise ones. But what team do you think will score last in the game, Kansas City or Tampa? For betting purposes, I don't want the game to be that close to where Kansas City has a score last. Like I want the the Bucks to try to play keep up, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Maybe a field goal to put them up ten. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and it could be something like you know they they score like early fourth or something, and then nobody scores throughout the rest of the the, the game or something like that. It's kind of like a the Chiefs, you know, just keeps the Tampa Bay you know offense under wraps, whatever the case may be. But That's or even if they score in the mid, so yeah. That's a safe bet. I'm gonna go with uh, Kansas City. Yeah, they're the favorite as well. Um, so I, I'll go with Kansas City as well. Um, but who knows? Like you said, maybe Tampa make makes another uh, you know, attempt at a comeback like they did in Week 12 and, and possibly you know make a scare. But I, I think I'll go with Kansas City as well. They'll probably score like mid or middle of the quarter and then won't be no more scoring from there. But uh, the last score of the game will it be a TD or a field goal slash safety. Yeah, I'm gonna go with field goal because I'm gonna stick with what I just said. Uh, the uh, Chiefs are gonna kick a field goal to go up ten with about three something left, and then that's gonna be the game. Yeah. Then um, total TDs over under six and a half. Over. Over. Let me see. That's twenty one apiece. That's yeah. Easy. Exactly. That's yeah. Easy. That should be easy. 
Yeah, it definitely. Hey, but it could. Like I said, it could be a twenty-three twenty. I hope it's not, but <laughs> it could. It could. Man. That's crazy because even a few years ago, that might have been like a solid Super Bowl, like two thousand, like what, fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Yeah. But like, be honest. When the uh, Pats played the Giants that year and they were eighteen and zero, did you expect them to only score fourteen? Nah, not at all. You know the Giants' defense was crazy. Like, yeah, that's all uh, I was about to say. Mira, all them boys, they had mm-hmm. crazy D line. But yeah, that's all I was about to say. Their defense the way him and Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah nobody. That was his best offensive of Patriots team, in my opinion. Like, uh, yeah, him and um, what's his name, Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, besides, yeah. I guess before they started, they. It could have possibly. We already know. I don't even want to get into it. I about to say the, the double tight end, Rob and uh Hernandez little combo. They, oh, they were was, nasty too. Yeah, when they started to to do what they was doing, that could have possibly been if you know things didn't go left real quick yeah. for them. Um, you know, one of their better offenses. But yeah, I think that if not, you know, with them, that might have been one of their their best offensive teams. Honestly, well, the ones that Brady's been a part of. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and then. Where's the other one that trying to see? Uh, will the game go into overtime? Yes or no? No. Nah, me neither. But I don't even like. I'm answering most of these questions thinking about my bet at the same time. So yeah, I about to say this game going into overtime is not good for anybody. <laughs> uh, so you got personal feelings on the line for this one. Um, yeah. and then uh, what you call it? Last one. Super Bowl MVP. We got right now the ones that we have listed: um, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, or anybody else. Um, who you have as the favorite? I'm going with my homeboy. Gotta go with my homeboy. Yeah, he's the favorite as well. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs are supposed to win. I'm predicting them to win, it. and he's the only person that would get it unless it's a defensive game and somebody say Chris Jones has like three sacks. Yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, like sacks and like a fumble recovery, maybe a fumble yeah. re- return for a TD, something like that. You know how typically what has to happen for defensive players to get like um, that Von Miller um game mm-hmm. versus the Panthers, low scoring game, but he wrecked the game. He had mm-hmm. one of the touchdowns. Well, one caused one of the touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, actually, last one, just because I don't think we talked about it too too much, but just the the over under with the. I guess the point spread with uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks. Well, I guess we'll end off the show with this. Um, pretty much, I think it's that. Was it? Is that three and a half? I forgot what's that. What is that? That uh, I actually hadn't haven't looked at it since. I earlier think it's that. I, I feel like I want to say it is at three and three and a half. I think obviously, um, Kansas City. One second, because you know that it changes pretty. Oh often. yeah, true. Yeah, probably changes day to day. But last, yeah, remember last time I seen, I think it was at three and a half. Obviously favoring uh, uh three. Is that three now? Three, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So yeah, do you over, I'm on ESPN and the over under says fifty six, and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll, we'll end off with that. Like, um, do you think? Um, obviously, I think they said Tampa City is the favorites. Do you think Tampa covers? And um, again, I guess we just close it out. What we think each team has to do in order to come away with a Super Bowl victory. Do do I think they cover? No, I see them. I see the Chiefs winning by seven or ten. And I've stated it earlier. I'm going to state it one more time. You know, keys to victory for the Chiefs: keep Mahomes upright, 
uh, get out, get out early, get get a nice lead early to put the pressure on the Bucks. And for the Bucks, you gotta don't let Tariq and Kelsey beat you. And no, keep everything in front of you and control the clock. Those are my little, you know, small. I don't want to elaborate too much, but those mm-hmm. are my keys to victory. You know, control the clock, keep Mahomes in them, keep the time, change the time of possession because I think when they played in November, it was thirty-seven to twenty-three in favor mm-hmm. of the Chiefs, and that's not a recipe for success. So yeah. Yep. I think, um, yeah, I think they can't cover. I don't think they will. Um, they say that there's not even. I don't think there's too many score lines that will allow them to cover. You know, they'd be within a point. I guess if it's a fail two point conversion, whatever the case may be, um, mm-hmm. at a time when they when they need it, needed one. But um, yeah, I think they don't cover. I think Chiefs honestly win this one by a touchdown. Um, somewhere between four points and a touchdown. Um, if more, then I'll be you know excited and happy. But uh, I guess keys to victories for the Bucks, like you just said, they got they have to contain the weapons, and it's going to be a little harder because they got Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins coming back as well. Miko Harmon has stepped up big. Um, they just have weapons all over the, the field, but they can't let the two big dogs, which is Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, get off on them. That's the case, then it's gonna be a, a long day for them. But like you just said, keep everything in front of them. They have to control the clock as well. Um, you know, the more possessions you give Pat Mahomes in that offense, the more opportunity you're just giving them to possibly put up more TDs. So you keys of the game, you hit it on the uh head perfectly for them. For the Chiefs, there's really not much to say. They just gotta kind of be themselves. Offensive or defensively is kind of like they just have to keep Tampa at bay. They gotta make the smart, timely plays. But typically, like you said. The Chiefs defense gets better and better as the year goes on and as the postseason goes on. So I think I think they're, you know, they're in for a good game. They're more than likely, like I said, we'll make a timely play. Like you said earlier, Ty- Tyron Matthews is good at, at, you know, just baiting and playing coverage and, and being in the right spot. Make He'll probably end up with a pick. Um, and then Frank Clark and Chris Jones can make Brady uncomfortable and make him uncomfortable early. I think they, uh, like I said, have a recipe for – or you know, their back-to-back run it back Super Bowl um chances. So that that's my like you said, my little key points as well. I think the Chiefs are in prime position to win. I think they will win and I'm hoping they will win. Like I said I can't see more, any more Brady praise. It kills me. Um and I'm the one thing I am hoping though, I'm just hoping it's not like don't come down to like no no one play, no two plays to where it's like the, the calls in Brady's favor. Cause I done seen it all year long and I would hate for it to be the in the last game of the year that we see something like that, whether it be a, you know, a, I don't know, a tuck fumble type rule or a pass interference that probably shouldn't be called, whatever the case may be. I just don't want to see it. I can't have the year and, and the Super Bowl come down to something like that. Because mm. then it's just going to be, you know, hashtag anything for Brady that you'll see me tweeting the whole entire night. But um, that does it for today's show, man. Of course, thank you again, Dad, for joining me um giving all your, your, your great insight you know we hit on of course our initial thoughts of the nfl how we even got to this game in general um did we expect these two teams to be here which story would be better the running back or second act story for um you know brady and mahomes will home field advantage be a factor offensive battle or defensive shut uh showdown who are x factors we think is our x factors for the game um and then of course we had a little fun at the end with some super bowl betting props so Definitely a loaded show. Definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, and like I said, hopefully we'll, we're in for a, a great game on Sunday. But uh, Thad, you got any last words before we head out today? 
Uh, nah, man. Uh, great season. Great NFL season. Uh, great talk. A lot of great discussions about the NFL. Uh, looking forward to the offseason. Like I said earlier, most anticipated offseason for me as a Jaguars fan. And just looking forward to a good game on Sunday. And everybody, uh, hopefully y'all don't lose too much money. Hopefully you win some money. <laughs> and have a good uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, same here. We'll probably definitely have to do a NFL wrap-up on everything that's happening. I know I wanted to today, but I wanted to keep it more Super Bowl related. Got to hit on the, uh, you know, the Matt Stafford trade and all that, um, that news. Of course, Deshaun Watson is probably next, but, um, again, like I said, definitely appreciate everybody for, you know, tuning, um, you know, rocking with us for the night. Um, you know where to follow us and find us, even the replay for this, uh, Facebook is what the game means to me. Twitter is WTG MTM podcast and Instagram is what the game means to me as well. Thanks to everybody on off the ball network. I think they actually got a show going on right now. Um, they're doing the best of the worst. So the worst teams to win the Super Bowl, the worst plays, I guess that might have happened in the Super Bowl, all okay. those things like that. So uh should be should be a pretty good show. Tune into that. Um and like I said, we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. Everybody enjoy their weekend, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll see you guys uh we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.